When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. This rotation features a ton of questions, but when you think about what needs to be replaced and who's coming in, that's where it's daunting. That's where it's sort of depressing because everything I just laid out leads you to, would we almost be lucky to replace the production from a year ago? And the production from a year ago wasn't good enough because the team lost as many games as they lost. But this is why I could see that David Stearns is do is focus uh, for the position players has been on defense because of that because of the of last year the high ERAs across the board the the low production from our pitching the defense needs to get better now the only problem is it it's like one of the it's six dozen and one half dozen the other if you do get great defense and you still give up the runs. That's not beneficial if you can't score runs. So they need to find, like we talked about last podcast, they need to have some more offensive pieces to, to be able to compete with high leverage, with, with teams that put up numbers. Yeah, so what's so tough to figure out is how much of the Mets improved defense, and clearly it is improved. I agree with you. And I also expect, like, I would say this about Pete Alonso. He gets maligned for his defense. I think it's BS. I don't think it. I don't think it's fair. I think if you watch him every day, you see that he's solid. He's not a Gold Glover, but he's gotten better every single year. I think he'll get even better this year because that's the track record of Pete. Every single year, he gets better and better defensively. Jeff McNeil's a very good defensive second baseman. We know how good Francisco Lindor is. Third base is going to be the question, but certainly the hope is with more experience, Brett Beatty's going to get even better. Alvarez was tremendous behind the plate. And yes, as you mentioned, the Mets have greatly improved their defensive outfield. Harrison Bader, when he plays, is a gold glove caliber center fielder. The hope is Starling Marte is healthy, and that will lead to improved defense in right field. And obviously, Nimmo as a left fielder is a lot better. So the Mets all the way around should be a good defensive team. How much and how many runs does that save you? That's the question. So for all the guys they're adding, and what they need to replace from a year ago, what they're improving from a year ago, without question, is their defense. And what does their defense do to improve the new term that's used, run prevention? Which is pretty simple. I give up less runs. I mean, that's, that's what it comes down to. And yes, it is connected to the offense because the Mets didn't score enough runs last year. Like, as much as I blame the pitching more than anything for the failure of 2023, I'd be intellectually dishonest to say the offense was fine. The offense wasn't fine. It just wasn't, to me, the main, main culprit. But to make up for what could be a very mediocre pitching staff, you can still win. You can still win if you hit enough. And that takes not just internal development from a guy like Brett Beatty having a better year or Starling Marte having a better year or Jeff McNeil having a better year, but also continuing to add to this lineup like we talked about last time. The Arizona Diamondbacks, and you're going to hear that name a lot over the course of the next three months, more than that. The Arizona Diamondbacks are going to be a name I mention a lot. It's going to be a name everyone mentions a lot because they are the template 
of hope. That's what they are. They're the template of hope. Because a year ago, the Arizona Diamondbacks were a slightly below average offensive team. They scored 4.6 runs per game. The Mets scored 4.43. Not a huge difference. The Diamondbacks had 166 home runs. The Mets, on the other hand, hit 215. You see what I'm getting at. Like, the Diamondbacks were not an elite offensive team. And so the hope is, can we be them? I'll give you another one. The Arizona Diamondbacks had a worse team ERA than the New York Mets. Let that one digest for a second. The Arizona Diamondbacks, the team that went to the World Series, had a 4.47 team ERA. The Mets were 4.30. The Mets, as stunningly as this sounds, had a league average ERA a year ago. League average. Didn't feel that way, but they did. The reason I bring up Arizona is because when you try to have hope for a season that doesn't feel as hopeful as a year ago, you try to compare yourself to a team that shocked everybody. And the Arizona Diamondbacks a year ago only won 84 games, which is not a huge number. And if things break right for the Mets, could they win 84 games? Sure. It's not asking a lot. And then you get lucky. (laughs) And then you get hot at the right time. So I bring them up because that's going to be our hope. Because otherwise, how are you going into this season with an immense amount of confidence? You're not. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Now, you don't give up on the season. I'm certainly not one to. There have been many Wilpon years I went into with the hope of if this breaks right, if this breaks right, if this breaks right. Unfortunately, we're headed towards that season. A season of if this breaks right, if this breaks right, if this breaks right. How much is left for this Met team to do? We spent a lot of time on the offense last time on the Rico. If you missed it, Go to our previous episode, you'll hear. They need to add a designated hitter. They need to add one more bat. I happen to think they're done with this rotation. I think they will add a a reliable bullpen arm. There's been some pushback in the email on the idea of trading for Kenley Jansen because why would you pay that much money for an eighth inning guy or that much money for a guy that gets lefties out? My attitude is on a one-year deal, and that's all he has left, who cares about the money? It's why you pay Shamanaya $14 million coming off a year in which he made 10 starts. Because it's one year. Five years? That's a little bit different. On a one-year deal, I, I think it's worth it. I don't think there's really that much risk to it, especially if you can get him for very, very little. Now, let's get to some of your emails. The Rico B at gmail.com. Uh, Jimmy Kearney writes, a tip of the cap to Luis Guillorme. Yes, the great Luis Guillorme. I'm well aware that not many Met fans will miss Luis Guillorme. He was a below average offensive player, although when given the time to play every day, he did it and played an integral part of the 2022 season. He did till he got hurt. He got hurt. I think it was in Atlanta and he missed a month that opened up the opportunity for Brett Beatty, but he was hitting a lot before he got hurt. What I will miss most is watching him play second base. His glove is unmatched. 
His pairing with Lindor in the middle infield could have produced one of the best middle infield tandems in baseball. And now he's an Atlanta Brave. It makes me sick. Since I live in the Braves market, it will give me a chance to watch him play, but I can't help but think that the Mets should have brought him back on that same contract. Before Mauricio got hurt, there was no spot for Guillaume, but with him out for the year and the underwhelming outfield personnel you guys covered on the last podcast, I'd have liked to have seen him come back for one more year, allowing McNeil to play some outfield instead of Stewart, Taylor, Bader, Mess. But I get it. It was probably time to move on. I hope he doesn't kill us too much as a Brave. Evan, please give us one last proper name pronunciation for Luis. Has at least one fan who hopes to see him in orange and blue again one day. All right, Luis Giorbe. I will miss Luis Giorbe. By the way, Tiki, who is a part of these Mets text chat I'm involved in, found out something new about Mets fans. Because when Luis Giorbe signed with Atlanta, one of the chat members did what I think a lot of us think, which is, ah, he's going to kill us. Ah, he's going to kill us. You just know it. Luis Guillorme is going to kill us. And Tiki, who usually stays quiet in these chats, decided to chime in and rip apart Luis Guillorme's offensive stats and say, why are you afraid of this? He has 655. And I'm like, Tiki, you just don't get it. <laughs> I mean, come on. There have been far worse players that have come back and killed the New York Mets. No one's saying he's going to hit 330 this year. What we're saying is, in one of the 13 games the Mets have against the Braves this year, he's going to do something to rip our hearts out. Maybe it's a diving play. Maybe it's a double up the alley. I don't know. But we all know deep down he's going to kill us. Let me ask you a question. Was this Tiki Barber or was this bad Tiki New York Mets version that was going at you guys? 